Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, Mr. Andy Molitor, beautiful in blue. And welcome back, baseball. But before we get to that, did you have fun at the golf, Andy, yesterday? I heard that um, you made it into the Cam Champ uh, presser. That was funny when somebody posted that asking a question in one of the chats. I'm like, hey, if you go back to this point, you can hear me talking in that because they just will <laughs> hand you a If you stand there, they'll just hand you a mic if you want. You can ask questions. So it was fun uh, seeing Cam Champ. I'm not super hopeful for him to play well. He had a bad wrist injury, and boy, he had a lot of stuff going on in that arm, like physio tape and a brace, like a, you know, a kind of a Velcro brace around here. So I think his wrist is still pretty rough shape, but the top 125 get into the FedEx Cup playoffs in three weeks, and he's like 150th. And it's not, I think he was maybe 120, 150 points out. And if you win a tournament, which he did here last year, that's 500 points. And, you know, so far now. So I think even like, you know, if he were to top 10, any of these next few weeks, I think he could make his way into the playoffs. So don't blame the guy. There's a lot of money to be made down in Memphis. So, um, but yeah, it was fun. It was very hot, very windy, still is windy. The course is kind of a fun, unique one because it is just like feast or famine. You're either putting for Eagle or dropping right next to a lake, which we saw with Matsuyama who uh, on the, I don't want to call it the famous 18th, but it is a big risk reward par five. Like people can drive that in two and putt for Eagle, but you're doing so with a giant lake in the way. And boy, howdy. Like uh, I think he put three in the water on, on 18, had a quad bogey. He say he one putted after the drop. Like, Ooh, uh, yeah. With a nine. It could, it could have been worse, but yeah, he had a nine on a, a tricky hole there at the end of, I think he started in the back. He's still got more golf to play, but yeah, welcome to the three M open. Plus welcome four. to the weird, oh. weird three weeks of golf, three M Detroit, Wyndham, and then into the playoffs. So six more weeks of golf until we get into the swing season, which is honestly, I, I have fun at those two Sanderson, Zozo, all the weird shitty events that they have during football season where the good golfers sit on their yachts and the bad golfers and bad is very relative term. They're much, much better than us, but the bad golfers, you know, pay the bills, keep their tour cards, try to get qualified. You know, you win one of those, you can make fun of Sanderson farms all you want. You win one of these tournaments, you can go into the masters you know, you, if you win a tournament during the season, that's a punching your ticket to the tournament of champions to Augusta, and it's a shitload of money. Two years of tour card, so uh, they mean a lot. And I will be betting all season. So, if you want, somebody did ask me about that. Where I have all my golf bets, it, it is over at BetSports Golf over in the Discord. Only so, a dollar a month now. It is a dollar a month. Just come check it out. Give us some feedback. Uh, BetSportsGolf.com. Dollar a month, rest of the year, because it is we're past major season, guys. It is uh, for the people that really want to degen golf for the next. Uh, God, there's still five months left this damn year somehow. But yeah, welcome back, Major League Baseball. I put that there, even though we don't bet baseball. There are some games. I I just wanted to kind of assuage anyone who was feeling no weird the last today, couple right? of days. Yeah, it's Orioles season. 
Or it'll start, anybody, start back tomorrow. Any, anybody who wasn't, uh, you know, was kind of feeling weird about not betting for a couple of days, you can bet some baseball. Go find some K-props. Go find some baseball, whatever. I will uh, I'll tail some people, but it does get tougher after the All-Star break. We'll see how it goes. I did bet golf today, though. Oh, oh, you're not going today, but you got some bets finally. No, I, I said I should just like hang out in the office one of these days. I have stuff to do at home. So I did make some bets. There have been some weird rounds already. Uh, Adams Fenson was in one of my full tournament matchups. Right off the bat, he's three over, two over, I believe. And then a couple birdies. Like I said, it's feast or famine. He gets back to even par, triple bogey. Like just uh, shit. I, I need you to not do this. And he has once again worked his way back to even par. It's been a roller coaster around for him. I have a couple going already this morning. I think I made six daily matchup bets this this round one up here at three. I'm three of them are off. One of them starts kind of soonish, but <clears throat> I will talk about some of the later ones. Uh, Patton Kazire. Maybe I'm going out of order here. Pat Kazire. I laid the half stroke with Kevin Tway. I bet against Kevin Tway a lot. It has bit me once in a while when he finds a hot round, but boy, I am not excited about this guy's accuracy. I think he finds some wet balls here at 3M and struggles. I kind of built the model a little differently this week. A lot of it, you know, is predicated on can this guy find ways to score on this course? Yeah, usually, like greens and regulations, very important. Finding the green giving yourself birdie putts. That's how you score. If you're not hitting your greens in regulation, you're usually not going to end up near the top of the leaderboard or just doing well. But when you end up with goofy tournaments where greens and regulations are easy, like we've had the past couple weeks, it's hard to use that as a metric. And a lot of this week was just who the hell can stay out of trouble. And, you know, if you stay out of trouble, the rest should work. Like you should just score by default. If you're not in the water, the course is easy. You know, basically try to avoid double and triple bogeys like Matsuyama, and you're going to just magically end up 10 under at the end of this tournament. It's it's how this course works. So Kevin Tway was not high on the list of those. Pat Kazire is not a guy I back a lot, nor lay a half stroke with at a big price, but that was one I like. And then Wyndham Clark was a he's a double fade for me. I used him in a I used him in that the, the aforementioned Adam Svensson matchup for the full tournament. I have uh, Wyndham Clark, who has not teed off yet. Svensson's been up and down, but hopefully Clark just goes down and Svensson's even doesn't look too bad in hindsight. Uh, but I did take Nick Hardy, who's another guy probably haven't heard me bet a lot. I did use him in DFS this week. I like him at this course, a little bit of accuracy. Decent off the tee, decent irons, and just again, both of these are really, really just fades of the guys in the right hand column for the most part. Like I'm, I'm anti Wyndham Clark this week, and Nick Hardy seemed to be a decent price for this one. That one does start at. It looks like these got to be my local time, so four Eastern Nick Hardy tea time. It is one of the later ones. Should continue to be windy and windy and windier there, but uh, you can get both of these in. I think uh, Bookmaker and Bet Online is where I found these, but for the most part, you're seeing the same matchups across most of the books for you know the daily stuff. I'll have some more of these tomorrow, and hopefully, hopefully we have a winning day. Just I'll take four and two. 
made six, four and two. That's all I'm asking. I'm not a greedy man. And again, I've talked about this in the past. When I have like a day where I do too well, I just, it doesn't even sit well with me. I'm just worried about the regression, worried about that. Like the 0 and 5 uh, Scotland Open day that we got out of the way at least. Hmm. But yeah, 3M, go, go, go. Outrights, I I talked to Outrights the other day. It looks like Tom Hoagie is 3 under through 11. He was one I gave out the other day. He was a bigger price, I think 60, 70 to 1. Ricky Barnes is, uh, this was always going to be some rando first round leader. I didn't place first round leader bets this at all this week because it's such a high variance tournament. It was going to be somebody goofy. I would never in a million years have placed a Ricky Barnes one, and he is off to a scorching start. But I'm happy with Hoagie. A couple shots off the lead, and uh, somebody I like here at this tournament. Fargo's finest. Palermo. Uh, Speaking of, well, I like this. An Italian player, right? I mean, just go wrong. It. An Italian player in Italy. It's home home court advantage. What's home court worth in tennis? Is it different on different surfaces? It's different in different countries. Um, there are certain crowds that support their players a little bit more than others. The Italian crowds especially are very good. The French crowds seem to be pretty solid. The London crowds are a little tough. Um, you don't see a lot of British players make deep runs in England for some reason, and I, I do wonder if that could be a crowd thing. But Italian players generally do well at Italian events, and I don't know what that is, but that seems to bear out in the data. And you see it. You watch some of these matches. I mean, they're just all out. Um, These people are really proud of their country and the people that come from here. So um, it's definitely a nice cherry on top here for our first pick. I mean, this is probably one of your favorite names to say, isn't it? Cacciarello. (laughs) Elisabetta Cacciarello. This one actually starts in a couple hours, about two hours after the show is done. Um, She goes up against Caroline Garcia. Garcia having a, just a fantastic little run here, blitzed through grass season, played well in Lausanne, made the, I believe the quarterfinals, maybe the semifinals there, uh, which is a clay event, but a little different conditions, played almost at altitude, technically at altitude, but you know not as high as Bogota or some of the other places that you think of. But air is a little thinner, ball moves quicker. Uh, Palermo, really heavy clay, slow courts, and just a much better overall spot here for Cochiaretta, who um, I have this match pretty close to a pick Maybe I'd make Cochiaretta a small favorite, you know, just given how she's ripped through clay season and continued to play, I think, skip grass season entirely, honestly, to just go ahead and get some nice points at some lower events. So like her quite a bit again this afternoon against Caroline Garcia. Anna Bondar, we continue to back her. She goes against Sarah Sorabistormo, um, plus 155. I'm just going to play this on the money line. Um, I see there Drew, plus three and a half. It, it depends what price you have there. I'm seeing plus threes just about everywhere, and plus three is minus 110, minus 115. So, I mean, if you have a three and a half at standard juice, grab that now. That's going to be gone in minutes, if not sooner. Um, I would play that, but again, all I'm seeing is threes. So don't play a juicy three and a half. It's probably not worth it. If she wins this match, um, or again, I'm sorry, if she covers that number, she probably just wins the match outright. Just really like this spot for her against Tormo. I do have Tormo as a small favorite. It's not the same as kind of that Garcia Cochia Retta match where it's, I think we have the long woman favorite, honestly, there, but, um, much closer here. I would have Tormo maybe minus 125 or so kind of in that range there. Again, really good clay player. 
Tormo loves these slow courts. Has been playing some nice tennis this week, but Bondar is really on an ascension here. And I, I think at some point in the next couple of weeks, we're going to start losing prices like this. And they just continue to get lower. You look at some of our numbers even earlier this week, but um, the market not caught up yet, in my opinion. Give me Bondar plus 155. Again, that'll be in Palermo um, tomorrow morning. Again, it says on some of the sites I'm looking at, it could be as early as 4 a.m., but they have not started a single match before 7, 8 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. So you got some time there. Yeah. But the, the other one's this afternoon, right? So I should. Yeah, Coach Yoretta this afternoon, a couple hours, yeah. and then Bond are shortly right thereafter. Now, but yeah, I'm definitely going to have to here. Um, yesterday, not so this good. This isn't a homework bet, is it? A little, I mean, <laughs> a little bit. It's it's funny, like all the teams I like, like I'm from Germany. I backed England in the uh you know outright markets i have a sweden to make the semifinals ticket like am, am i just caught am i trapped in my own head and just gonna bet on all these favorites probably like <laughs> women's oh, it is harder you see it more in the men's i think but upsets in women's soccer is a little trickier i thought the spanish were gonna do it boy my bet was looking pretty rough um i still was fun to sweat maybe a late goal yeah, England team total over did not get there. The starters were atrocious. Like once they brought in some subs for some of the high names, like White was out and Mead was out, and they brought in some subs, and they are a deep team. They find I don't think they had a shot on goal with before they started doing some of the subbing late. And then I believe the first shot on goal ended up going in. Um, England to advance. As I said, I laid like minus 175, essentially, that they would be the team that came out of this quarterfinal. That was not feeling good either. So I had extra money I was bound to lose if that <laughs> one mil scoreline held. They did get a, a again, the goalkeeper minute. looked like she was stuck in mud on this one, but it was still a nice strike. They got that, uh, they got a score in extra time. They did advance in extra time. We didn't need the PKs. So England to the semifinal, two more matches for my outright. Hopefully they're taking on Sweden in the next match because I, I'd love to catch both semifinal tickets that I made. But yeah, this one is in the bottom half of the bracket. Germany taking on what is probably the worst team to advance, like Austria. Yeah, Austria played. get this far. I know it was just a weird the, the way the the way the groups were. So, you know, sometimes you have like the group of death. Yeah. Sometimes there's a group of not death where it's like <laughs> shit this is you know austria uh, we had we saw a couple of these like sweden's opponent too that's not what i expected coming out of that group second you know it italy getting left out of the uh, knockouts was kind of wild too but germany facing austria is a pretty big mismatch this is one of the bigger spreads you'll see i mean even england was a decent sized favorite and they weren't that big of a spread. So Germany minus one and a half. I found a minus one oh eight on bookmaker this morning. Bet that. Really like again, I I say, hey, it's the it's a knockouts. It's gonna be a low scoring cagey affair. I'm taking the team total over one and a half. Like just talking out of both sides of my mouth again. I just cannot fathom Austria being able to control the ball long enough to not have Germany, you know, with heavy possession. Heavy scoring opportunities. We've seen a lot. Just looking at what limited stats there are for this, I have Germany rated as one of the better offenses. And again, we, we've seen it a couple times. They were underdogs in a game they won like four nil. You know, they they've played 
very much above expectation as far as the market goes. And I expect that to be, you know, continuing. If Even if the market's caught up, I think they should be two goal favorites here. So minus one and a half, minus 108 is my bet. Again, I think it is another three Eastern. I think for the most part, these are going to be afternoon. They're the, the days of the noon games are no longer. And I don't know if the... So the, the men's team is Demandshaft, which is like the machine. That's what it, the the men's German, the Deutsch German national soccer team, Demandshaft. I don't think the women have, there's not like a feminine version of that. I think you're muted, noobs. Oh, I, I am. can't hear anything. Yeah, your mouth yeah, was, was moving. You, you know, knew like, what I was saying. Though. That was really weird. You answered my question. I was like, is there a feminine version of machine? And no, that's weird. weird. Yeah. We're reading minds, but no, because like the three lions and then the women's team is the three lionesses, and like mm. that makes sense. Although it's there's one of my one. least I'm I'm not like some strong feminist, although I do believe in equality where it's uh needed. But one of my least favorite things is when you have a team and then you make a shitty like feminine version, like a college team has the you know, it's like the lady because. And I get some of them make sense, but like there's a team out in South Dakota. It's like the governors and then it's the lady govs. It's like, what? It doesn't, you don't have to, they can just be the governors too. It's silly. And again, my, my favorite, uh, my favorite is still central Arkansas who maybe doesn't use it anymore, but they are the bears and the women's team is referred to as the sugar bears which is so fucking condescending. It just kills me. I hope I got the college right. I, I'm going to have to go double check, fact check that. I'm almost certain it was Central Arkansas, but Sugar Bears, it's cute. It's not a major university, that's for sure. Yeah. My, I can't imagine if that were just like a Big Ten team or something. Either way, yeah. Dan the Alabama the, Sugar Bears. The no, yeah. National Elf which means the national 11 elf is 11 in Germany. And that's how many players you start when you start a soccer game. Hopefully Austria is 11, 10 at the end. Elf. Same. That's a 10 in German and you know, Austrian, you know, the thing about Austria, they just speak German too. So at least the players will be able to communicate well. And with that, you know, if you're following on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. If you're following on Twitter, if you're watching this just in the Twitter viewing window thing, hit the heart button. I like that too. I will take any sort of positive praise you can give me via social. I feed on the dopamine from thumbs ups, hearts, retweets. If you listen to this as a podcast, make sure you're subscribed. Leave a review. That helps. If you get, I mean, it can literally just say, I like Noops's beard. Five stars. That would help anything we're doing over here. Appreciate say you don't like five us. stars. That's fine too. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it takes. So I appreciate you guys uh, stopping by. We'll catch you tomorrow. We have a guest talking some college football win totals for the season. And we'll send you in the weekend with a smorgasbord of golf, tennis, football, and ladies' soccer. <laughs>